0: Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. He is Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And Bill, how are you doing? Good morning, Jason. Doing fine. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, indeed. Everything Uh, good in the world of Bill Alexander right now? uh, Well, I've got a lot
1: on my shoulders, but, you know, that's part of being a a lawyer. Uh, You know why people hire lawyers, don't you?
0: Uh-oh. Why is that?
1: Well, it's pretty simple. They want to take a monkey and take it off their back and put it on your back. (laughs) That's what they pay lawyers for, you know, to to change monkeys from from their shoulders to your shoulders. And a good lawyer will have probably 30 or 40 monkeys on their back. (laughs) You've only brought
0: 20 in here today, so you're uh, you're doing okay.
1: And so, uh, but but things are going well, and I appreciate your asking. Uh, uh, My brother is now in rehab, and so we've... Uh, but unfortunately, he's not doing as well as as uh, I would like him to. No, so you to know, change, change. Uh, it, it may be one of those situations where he can't come home from a nursing home at this point. So that's a. I know that there are listeners out there that can say, "I've been there." Uh, but this is, um, you know, fortunately for me, this is the kind of situation that I work in every day. So I'm very familiar with how to deal with it. And,
0: well, we're all rooting but for you and your brother. Life bro. is good. Otherwise, you
1: know life is pretty good. So, uh, Anyway, um, this morning I, I wanted to, um, as you know, for the last couple of weeks I've talked or tried to give folks um, a good information uh, regarding the tax code and uh, the new tax law that has now been implemented uh, or is – I I, I shouldn't say it's implemented. They're trying to get their arms wrapped around it to implement it at the Internal Revenue Service. But um, what it actually means to regular people like us. Um, Because truthfully, and and I guess uh, when you boil it all down, uh, regular folks like us, uh, those of us who are not big corporations (laughs) (laughs) – The, the real takeaway uh, for most of us is that our taxes really aren't going to change much if any. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it might our taxes might go down a little bit or they might go up just a hair but by a little bit I'm talking you know less than a hundred dollars type of thing um, or maybe a few hundred dollars one way or the other, but not anything significant for most of us unless you' unless you just... Make tons of money. Um, you have a lot of business income, that sort of thing, and and not payroll income, but where you own a business, that sort of thing. So, and actually, the, what I have been trying to warn folks is that your if if you are employed, your withholding has changed. That was part of the c- tax code, and it it puts more money in your pocket to spend. But the warning is is that you really may not have any extra money to spend, and, and you may have to write a check next year uh, if you keep your withholding where Congress has set your withholding this year. Um, it, it's um, because per, for most people it washes out, and, and we don't get much of a, of a bang out of the new tax code. So I would just warn people to be very, very careful if they are employed, and they uh, because they will see a little bit of extra money in their paycheck, but not because they're necessarily being paid more, but because the federal government is is withholding less in uh, their income taxes, and truthfully, they probably should be withholding about the same as what was withheld last year, and so that that I think is the big takeaway. For, for most of us, um, that not to expect too much <laughs> from uh, from the new tax law. Uh, that That's really important for folks.
0: Yeah, that's something that you'd want to keep an eye on so that you're not uh, having to write a surprise check um, April next year.
1: Yeah, there there's one exception to that rule, and th- these folks um, will either get a huge benefit or a, a huge detriment. And those that has to do with those who either pay or receive alimony. And I, I'm still scratching my head as to why Congress even messed with it. Uh, but uh, it's gonna make a big difference. Number one, if you pay alimony, it's no longer deductible, which basically means you will pay far more in income tax because that, that uh, check that you're writing each month is not deductible. For those who receive alimony, it's a big benefit because they will receive all of that money without any tax liability attached to it. Uh, the payer has to pay the tax, not the receiver. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's a that's a big, big change for those people, positive and negative, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, which side of that they're right. on. Um, uh, but otherwise, for most— you know, regular folks,
0: <laughs> we're not going to see a big change one way or the other. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's good to know and something to prepare for, as you mm-hmm. said. Well, you also mentioned uh, before we started the program, Bill, you wanted to talk a little bit about the stock market.
1: Well, I do, um, and, and here's there's a lot going on, but the bottom line is, uh, I, I, there's a huge difference. Between Wall Street and Main Street. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's sort of like this, folks. Uh, There there may be a few folks among us that are Wall Street people, but most of us are Main Street people. (laughs) And Wall Street people make money whether you make money or lose money. They don't care whether we actually preserve our money or make money because they're going to make money on us no matter what. So they're pretty callous. Now, those of us on Main Street don't think that way, (laughs) okay? Uh, And it's like this. Uh, For the past week, all I've been hearing, all I've seen is a bunch of garbage that basically says the stock market is going great. It's, you know, it's just reaching new highs every day. It's time to get into the market and put your money where you're going to make money. Well, this is not the time to be thinking that way. What what we're seeing, what we're hearing, is the is what a, a very wise man uh, uh, called. Um, oh, what it's um, I can't even think of the name. I've got a senior <laughs> moment, senior so moment. everybody That's can so laugh kidding. out there at me right now. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but uh it's it, oh golly day where's my mind this morning jason <laughs> well uh, you've got a lot on
0: your plate bill so well we'll give you a pass uh, but uh,
1: but the bottom line is it, it's um uh exuberance in mm. other words that's not the the quote i'll think of it in in a minute but the, after uh, the show i'm sure yeah after the it. show but the <laughs> bottom line is is uh, and who was it it was robert schiller um uh, and Robert Schiller is one of the smartest uh, economists in the world. Uh, he uh, – now, the phrase uh, was, was coined back in 1999 before the dot-com bubble bursting, mm-hmm. okay? And basically, he was warning of the bubble about to burst, Uh ah I remember it now. Irrational exuberance. There we okay. go. <laughs> Irrational <laughs> exuberance. And and the bottom line is this, uh, from my perspective, and, and Robert Schiller has been saying for the last number of months that our stock market is way way overpriced, um, and it's it's due for what's called a correction mm-hmm. now. Uh, a correction is actually a technical term, uh, economic term, which basically means that the market will plummet by more than 10%. All right. And truthfully, the smartest people out there are basically saying, watch out for a correction at some time sooner rather than later. Okay. Nobody, uh, And not even me (laughs) can um, accurately predict when confidence is going to fall out of the market and people are going to sell, sell, sell. But um, those people who are the smartest people on earth are basically saying it's going to happen sooner or later. There, there are a number of people who are saying expect it to occur. Near or after the first quarter, Um, uh, you know. So we're basically talking maybe um, uh, April uh, after dividends are paid. uh, You know, first quarter dividends are paid. That sort of thing. Um, Maybe not. Could be before. Could be next week. (laughs) You know. Or but most people are basically saying sometime in the next month to six months. Um, now, last, I could go back to last October, you know, which October, I think, is traditionally when the stock market falls. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, my God, are we going to have a crash this month? And we didn't have it. You know, it was wonderful. And then it was like, is it going to happen next month? No, it didn't. I mean, bottom line is we've, we've, we've reached all-time highs in all of the market indexes. Uh, all-time highs. I mean, we've never been this this high. And we haven't had any kind of – yes, it's, the market's gone up and down a little bit. But the bottom line is it, it's pretty much been a straight trajectory up for a very, very long period of time. And typically, you're going to have two, at least two corrections in every 10-year period. Well, we're due, yeah. and we haven't had even the first real correction – so it's, it's, it's got to come. And so I'm here saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, <laughs> uh, but it's it's what I'm really saying is this is not the time for irrational exuberance in the words of, of uh, Robert Schiller, um, because, and, and the bottom line is what you read in the paper and what you hear these uh, experts say. And and don't forget the definition of an expert. Now, have you learned the definition of an expert, Jason?
0: No. Lay it on me.
1: The definition of an expert is someone who can tell you today why he was wrong yesterday
0: (laughs) (laughs) like that one too
1: yeah well that's the that's the problem is the fact that there are all these uh, pontificators out there who are basically saying look how wonderful the stock market is that's where you make your money and and all this other stuff so it's from my perspective it is a time for people to be very cautious with their investments into the stock market Um, Because I think we are going to see a pullback in the near future. Um, You know, I can't predict how deep that pullback will be. But when people are saying correction, that means more than 10%. Now, here's the other thing that's really important for folks to understand about losing money. Nobody likes to lose money. But when folks are saying, stay the course, stay the course, keep your money in the market guess what? Those are Wall Street people talking, saying, we're going to make money on you anyway. (laughs) So just stay the course. Right. Uh, But the bottom line is this. If you lose 15 percent, how much does it, how much money do you have to make to get back to zero? Now, you should know this.
0: Yeah, you got to do about 30. Exactly.
1: In other words, if you lose 15 percent, you have to earn 30 percent in order to get back to zero. Well, guess what? It takes a lot longer to earn 30 than it does to lose 15. Right. (laughs) And that's the problem. And a, a lot of my buddies, and basically, it's sort of like this. The older you get, the less time you have to wait for the market to recover. You know, there were people who lost money in the dot-com bubble, that it actually took them 16 to 17 years to get back to zero. Wow. Now that, well, I mean, it's, it's like this. If you're 75 years old, <laughs> <laughs> do you have 15 years yeah. to get back to zero? Uh, no, no. no. Well, and also it's like this. For every senior, their nest egg is critical you know nobody wants to run out of money everybody wants to be able to make t- maintain their standard of living through retirement and you know bottom line is we are living longer we we can't expect and plan to die at 75 right. uh, you know life expectancies are much longer now um thanks to medical science, better diets, better everything, if you will. Um, um, And so we're living longer, uh, which means we need more money. And there's, and I, you know, I talk about this all the time, but there's a high risk that we will have a long-term care issue that comes right out of our pockets. So, Uh, I do want to talk about asset protection. And there's more that, I mean, I I really should be a little more specific as to why I think people should uh, be cautious about the stock market right now. But this is not the time to rush in. Anybody will tell you that what happens for most Main Street investors is that we wait until we think we're comfortable with the stock market which is now, Mm -hmm. you know, things have been really good in the stock market for for a number of years. So it's real comfy. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, there are a lot of folks that don't get back into the market until it feels comfy. Well, guess what that means? They're getting in when the market is high. Well, how do you make money in anything?
0: Buy low, sell high.
1: There you go. See, you've learned a lot already. You yeah. buy low, sell high. Well, you can't buy low when the market's at its peak, right? <laughs> right? Well, guess what? If there's a correction, the Main Street investors are the first folks to get out of the market. And guess what they've done? If if that's, and that's your typical Main Street investor. And it's it's me, it's you. We've all done it. Uh, hopefully, we've learned our lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, But the bottom line is uh, the Main Street investor typically buys high and sells low. And that – because of right – of where we are right now, and I'm saying this is not the time to be tempted to buy into the market. It's the time to actually look at ways that you can pull back. And so I want to talk about – that for a few minutes and then i want to talk about some asset protection because all of this stuff fits together
0: we will do just that and uh that i think you had some good good tips to check your irrational exuberance i I like that term a quick break and back you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander on news radio 680 wptf News Radio 680 WPTF you are listening to asset protection today with attorney Bill Alexander you can find more about him at wga law.com and Bill we are uh, continuing our conversation here on the stock market and you were uh, you were warning us about irrational exuberance and uh, and to show some restraint right now because the markets are at all-time highs and that's typically the the worst time to buy in
1: it certainly is and so now you have to understand that most people depend on financial advisors to tell them what to do and most financial advisors will basically tell you to stay the course you know keep your money in the market because you can't make money if your money's not in the market and that's a half truth unfortunately Um, The other thing that they will do is you have to understand that the advice you get is based on the tools that a financial advisor has for the most part. Okay, so what tools or what investments do financial advisors usually uh, put you into? Well, it's pretty simple. Either stocks or called equities or bonds, right? So if they're going to take you out of stocks, where do they want to put you?
0: Into the bonds.
1: Okay. So that's that's their first. And and a lot of folks will say, well, you should allocate your portfolio based on your age. In terms of the older you get, less you should have less equities, more bonds. But that's only because bonds is their only other tool. Okay. Now, what happens when interest rates go
0: up? Uh, I, you tell me.
1: Well, bonds are interest rate sensitive. Right. Okay. And so the bottom line is unless you hold a bond to maturity, when the interest rates go up, bond values go down. Because in essence, the way bonds work is if I buy a bond that's a year old and it has a lower interest rate, I will pay less for that bond. And so, in essence, the, the way the market works on bonds is that the values of the bonds are going to stay constant. So I can buy a new bond or I can buy an old bond, and I'll, in essence, pay the same amount of money for the value of that bond, no matter whether it's an old bond or a new bond. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And it's based on interest rates. If it's, interest rates drop, then the bond value goes up for the old bond because in essence people can't make as much money on the interest if uh, and so in essence it's uh the variable is in the price of the bond so the bottom line is right now you have to understand that if interest rates go up bond prices go which
0: way they go down
1: right well are interest rates going up or down they're slowly ticking up absolutely so will your bonds go up or down they will go down there you go. So <laughs> the bottom I'm line. i starting to see the picture, Bill. Okay. So if your financial advisor is saying, okay, buy bonds, what are they doing? They're putting you into a losing proposition, aren't mm-hmm. they? They are. So all they're saying is you'll lose less in bonds than you will in the market if the market corrects. And so that doesn't speak well to me. <laughs> it really doesn't. I'm, I'm not fond of that analogy uh i mean because that's where it is but so uh so the bottom line is uh, what again what are regular folks going to do where's where is safety well bonds are safe i mean depending on what kind of bonds you buy i mean there are corporate bonds that are less safe north carolina bonds are tend to be fairly safe mm-hmm. um, in terms of risk, because North Carolina is a state th- that doesn't re- allow deficit spending. Uh, and of course, U.S. bonds, uh, uh, which are pretty low in terms of what amount it pays in, you know, the in essence, you know, like a 10-year U.S. bond pays less than 3% interest. So here's the other thing about interest rates that are, uh, you just have to understand the basics of it. Well, if interest rates are going up, what about the inflation rate? Is it going up or down? That's going up. Of course. It, it, inflation is is very tied into interest rates too, right? Mm-hmm. Because the cost of living goes up as interest rates go up, right? right. And so uh, the, the bottom line is, is that um, most bonds and in fact in the last uh number of years when bond rates have been close to zero in other words that all the promise was we'll give your money back and that's all um it, it, you're actually typically not keeping up with inflation or you're just keeping up with inflation with typical typical government bonds mm-hmm. and of course when you go into corporate bonds, then there's, uh, then you have other risk factors that you have far less risk with most uh, government bonds. So, but it, you know, you have to look at each different kind of thing. But for the most part, bonds are safer, less risk than say equities if you're trying to, uh, you know, be safe. Banks are safe, clearly, and they're insured. But again, with banks, you're not typically keeping up with inflation or you're barely keeping up with inflation with banks Um, then there are certain types of annuities that and and the the one and people do need to know that there are uh, new annuities that are not like the old annuities and anybody that has has listened to me for very long knows that I'm not a huge advocate for annuities, but I will say that for some people, uh, certain types of annuities can be uh, fairly safe and a pretty good place to go. The, the thing that folks need to understand and the type of annuity that, that I could get behind for a number of people in certain situations are called fixed indexed annuities, and the reason is that, and there are a few out there that are really uh, pretty, pretty nice, but you have to understand that those are long-term investments. You don't get into an annuity with a short-term perspective. But fixed indexed annuities, at least the ones I'm thinking of, uh, guarantee your principal so that you don't have to worry about a market crash. Mm-hmm. That's important to seniors, and it's important to everybody, okay? Um, and the newer ones, the the best ones, are not capped. And so you can put an, uh, an in. you know, like when I say index, that basically means a, a published index out there, like most people would be familiar with the Dow index or the S&P 500 index, uh, but there are a bunch of different indexes out there. The Russell two thousand Index is another one, depending on what type of investments uh, that you like. But the bottom line is uh, certain indexes do extremely well and if and if your investment is not capped, then you get uh, and and what I mean by cap is the index goes up twelve percent and you 're capped at five mm-hmm. that 's a cap and that 's bad. You know, if it goes up to 12 and you get 11, that's a, that's a, pretty, good, that's a pretty good deal, particularly when your downside is uh, protected. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is that there are certain types of newer annuities that um, can be very safe and uh, a, a, a good place to park some money. For most people, but then there's a bunch of folks that need to do it differently because that that doesn't that's not true for everybody. and so there are other ways uh with equities, if you will, with stocks that can work as well uh, that a lot of investment advisors will tell you to stay away from for one because they don't like to do it or they don't do it or they're not sure how to do it. But, for instance, uh, now you can't do this with mutual funds. But with exchange-traded funds, ETFs, you can actually put a stop-loss on your account. Um, and a stop-loss basically means if the market goes down to a certain level, um, then you you have a sell order. So you're basically telling the computers to sell at that point Mm -hmm. when it hits that. Now, there are folks that will warn you against that, but it it really does protect you from a crash. And that uh, can be huge, particularly, I mean, for a lot of investors at this point. I mean, if you've had a decent investment for the last year and you put in $10 last December or January, you should have about did I say $10?
0: You said $10. All right.
1: Yeah. Then you should have about 13 14 even $15 right now because the stock market has done that good. Yeah. I mean, it's really done well. So let's say that you have that investment. Why couldn't you put a stop loss if you're at 14 Why couldn't you put a stop loss at 11 And that way you know <laughs> that if the market crashes, you're out at 11 and you've still made money. Right. Uh, Well, to me, that makes sense. Um, But you can't do that with mutual funds. Mutual funds – and mutual funds is where most Main Street investors are. I'm not real fond of mutual funds. I like exchange-traded funds better um, for what it's worth. I mean, this is just me talking. It's – you know, everybody's different. But the truth is everybody seems comfortable – with mutual funds, but with mutual funds, you have very uh, little um, flexibility in terms of being able to get out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, you know, if I have a bunch of mutual funds and I'm want to cash out today, and I call you and you're my my broker and I say sell uh, because I'm worried about a crash or worried about whatever. Um, you're not going to sell my mutual funds till tonight. Uh, In other words, if I called you up at 10 o'clock in the morning and said sell and the market crashed at 12 o'clock noon, Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't be out. In other words, when you sell, it would be tonight after the market crashes. And so in essence, um, that's not a good feeling. Yeah, you know, so and that's the reason I'm not real fond of mutual funds. I mean, even though it gives you diversification, there are a lot of mutual funds that lose money too. I mean, you just t- you have to understand what you're investing in, and that some for most people it takes good advice to make
0: that work. Yeah, understanding what you have your money put in is is really key to that. Mm-hmm. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander on news radio 680 wptf thank you so much for listening i'm jason kong he is bill alexander and bill we are uh going to dive into some asset protection in just a bit but before we do that there's a topic that you want to flush out
1: well i mean it's sort of like this before everybody runs out and wants to buy a fixed indexed annuity um i would say do it with caution in other words there it's sort of like this You have to understand with any kind of annuity, but even the good ones, Mm -hmm. you're tying up your money for a long period of time where if you want your money back, you take a huge penalty. You have to understand that the insurance company is giving you a good deal because they want control of your money and they want to give it back to you over a long period of time, not a short-term investment. So there are big penalties that are – Um, basically put into those contracts so number one you don't put all your money in one basket that's a key rule Uh, and number two if you are at risk for long-term care which are big expenses you have to be doubly careful as to how you use uh, any kind of annuity Uh, because you can't get your money back without a penalty, and you never know when that crisis is going to occur. Um, You know, I never would have thought that my brother, who's 68 years old, would be in the crisis that he is in right now. Uh, But uh, now if you ask me, does he have an annuity in his investment portfolio, I'm going to say, absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. So I'm just simply saying that long-term care throws a huge monkey wrench into any kind of investment, but it's a, a huge monkey wrench into an annuity that you have not held for many years. So seniors need to be doubly careful before they run off and buy a bunch of annuities, okay? So that's, that's a, uh, a, a clear warning. So now, with that said... I want to talk about asset protection and how a bunch of different things have to come together for an asset protection plan. Asset protection is not one and done. It's not go to a lawyer, get some an irrevocable trust done, and, and you're good to go. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I mean, the, the first of all – now – Having the right kind of legal documents, the kind of documents I do, are important to any kind of asset protection plan. But asset protection is protect me now, protect me in the future, and protect my family when I'm gone. And with a good asset protection plan, you can absolutely do that. And I love doing that. That's what I do. But I also love putting together the puzzle because that's just one part of the plan. The foundation block to any asset protection plan is insurance. And I'm not talking about investment insurance, I'm talking about liability insurance. In other words, a company that stands behind you and says, if you get sued, Particularly, you know, like car accidents and things like that, we're behind you with a bunch of money to make sure that the victim is is paid um, fairly, mm-hmm. okay. And part of that formula is making sure you have adequate insurance. And for anyone that has any kind of property at all, should have an umbrella policy of at least a million or two million dollars behind you. Now once you get past 2 million, you probably have too much unless you're you, one of your the top 1 tenth of 1 percent. But for most of us, we need at least a million dollars umbrella coverage and 2 million is better than one. Um, and that goes on top of our homeowner's insurance and our automobile insurance and the like. The, the biggest risk we all have is in our automobiles. That's where we can create the biggest damage. Mm-hmm. Professionals obviously need their own type of, of liability insurance as well. Um, and, and so the bottom line is there's not anything that you can do. If you don't have good liability coverage um, as your foundation block, nothing else is gonna work if you get right down to it okay so then once you have your liability protection in place your legal documents need to be in place Mm -hmm. and that might be a corporation it might be a limited liability company or a limited liability partnership or something along those lines it might it will probably uh, or it could be a trust uh and i you know that's All of those are part of an asset protection plan, and oftentimes it's both. In other words, you have a limited liability company that is actually held in your trust. Um, That can go a long way. Then you have to add, uh, are my investments consistent with my risk tolerance, and are they consistent with my planning? And so that's that's an area that I deal with all the time, because oftentimes people come to me and they have a, a pertin- certain mindset, you know, a certain risk tolerance, and they they want protection for themselves and their family, but their investments are completely opposite of what they're really trying to do, mm-hmm. uh, even how they. On their bank accounts can be different and you know this i've talked about it in the past but uh, how you own your property uh, is the fourth leg so the first leg is insurance and by insurance i mean liability insurance the second leg is the right kind of legal documents you know and, and that's entities trusts powers of attorney all of those together your legal documents the third leg is what is your investment what do, how do you you know how are your investments put together are they consistent with your planning and sometimes oftentimes they're not and they need to be consistent and the fourth and that this also goes it, it it's tied into your how, how you hold title to your property Um, your beneficiary designations can screw up your planning in a heartbeat if they're not done right because the bottom line is um, it's all a matter of how your property is held by title or who's it going to, and that can be a beneficiary designation, It can be what's called a POD or pay on death uh, or a TOD, transfer on death. Or in some states, it's called a Totten Trust. That's really a bank account with a POD. Um, But the bottom line is, is that all of this, it has to fit together. And that's what I do in my office every day. And it's really hard to find that. Uh, among most attorneys or financial advisors or the like. And, and that's that's one of the things that makes our practice at W.G. Alexander and Associates unique is because we can put it all together for folks uh, so that it's consistent. And I can't tell you how many times, um, it, you know, most, it's unfortunate. Most attorneys will do your documents, but they won't, help you get your, how you hold your property. In other words, how to change title to your property to make your planning work. Uh, I see every day where people have paid law firms a lot of money to create a trust that they've never changed how they've owned their property and their trust won't work or it won't work well. It Mm -hmm. won't work the way people think it will work if they haven't changed how they own their property. Or they haven't changed their beneficiary designations. They're trying to, say, protect their wife uh, from a long-term care situation or a creditor problem or something like that, or they're trying to protect their husband uh, in the event that they die. So they've created a trust, but they haven't changed their beneficiary designation, which says, I leave everything to my husband. You know, my insurance goes to my wife. My retirement account goes to my wife. If you don't go back and change it to the trustee that you've created to protect your spouse, then guess what? Your plan's going to fail because you haven't looked. At changing how your property works. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. And proper planning is key. And if you need some help with that, my advice to you would be to go to WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. Get a hold of Bill, and he can help you out. That's the best way to do it. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio six eighty WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Want to remind you that you can also catch Bill tomorrow morning on Money Secrets on CW twenty two on your television at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, you can always catch Bill and get some good tips from him. Mm-hmm. And Bill, uh, we've had a, a great show so far and well, learned let me, a lot.
1: Let me also mention this. I mean, when I'm talking about putting these four legs together, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it's it, it's not necessarily a matter of going to one institution or one attorney to make it work, but it's really important to either have a professional who can put these things together or works well with your team. This, for asset protection, you can't cubbyhole each thing into a separate thing. In other words, you have a financial advisor that doesn't know your lawyer, your lawyer doesn't know your banker, your banker doesn't know your insurance people. In other words, you got to have a team You know, it has to be headed somewhere. And from my perspective, I like that to be me, obviously. I mean, that's self serving, isn't it? But the bottom line is, you got to have somebody who understands all of these different parts and how they work together. And it's very rare to find those things, but it's really important that all of these pieces fit together. So if you have a team of people who work together well, that's really what people need to have a good asset protection plan.
0: Very good. And if you need more information about that, head over to WGAlaw.com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680, WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. And uh, we are just about out of time here. I want to remind you to join us again next week. We'll be talking a lot about our seminar coming up on February 14th, a Valentine's Day edition of uh, uh, the free seminar. And we'll have plenty of information about that next week. And you can also go to WGALaw.com if you want to register in advance. Again, it's free. It's a good way to get some great information from Bill. I uh, appreciate it, Jason. We'll see you back next week. That's right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us this Saturday morning. We'll hope you'll do the same thing again next week. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. Thanks for listening to Asset Protection Today on News Radio 680 WPTF.